0: In 1993, the console war was in full swing, and Sega was willing to do what Nintendo didn't—actually paid Deke to make a damned cartoon. We are the Deke Geeks, and today we're waiting. Oh. We are the D I'm Mark. I hate you. That's Avery. Mm. Uh, this is D We are the podcast that watches ter- terrible old cartoons made by a company called Deek Entertainment and then talks about them for some reason. So yes, this episode we are taking a look back at uh, 1993's Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. So yes, this is 1993, so this would be the year uh, immediately following the release of both Sonic 2 and Sonic CD. So basically this was part of Sega's big marketing push for Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, Sonic the Hedgehog was huge when I was growing up. Really huge. I mean, you may think Sonic was quite... Big in the two thousands, but nothing compared to how he was in the nineties. Yeah, he's, the very very a, 90s.
1: he's very much a nineties. He's very much a nineties
0: icon. So um obviously I'm older than you. Yes. By a considerable margin. Yes. Um so I'll I'll go with what I remember of Sonic the Hedgehog first.
1: Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog. Wait, just Sonic the Hedgehog in general and not specifically this cartoon.
0: Well, one leads into the other.
1: Okay. Mostly I, guess. I remember this
0: cartoon. Here's the thing. I grew up with a Commodore Amiga. Yeah. Followed by a Commodore Amiga. Yeah. Followed by an IBM PC. Right. I didn't have a Mega Drive until Mm. I was in my 20s. Right. And eBaying far too much. Okay. Uh, Which means that my main exposure to Sonic the Hedgehog at this time would have been through the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Hmm. And occasionally the Fleetway British uh, Sonic the Comic magazine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I had an issue of that once.
0: It was kind of weird. Yeah, it was. It was very strange. It definitely built into its own continuity. Mm. Um, But yeah, I remember actually waking up in the morning to watch this cartoon. Oh. And having a VHS full of recorded episodes oh, of this cartoon—that's the real deal. There. This was one of my my cartoons. Yeah. Um. So, really, I didn't become a Sonic game fan until Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. Possibly even Sonic a game Adventure Two.
1: Since aged terribly.
0: <laughs> yeah, they haven't aged quite as well as Sonic Three and Knuckles. Mm. Sonic Three and Knuckles is still pretty impressive.
1: I yeah okay sure. <laughs> I I have eh, opinions I c- of Sonic to, in uh, general. I care
0: to express your Sonic opinions. Then. Do I have to? Well, generally speaking.
1: Um, well, let's see. Um, as you mentioned, I'm way younger than you are, so my exposure to Sonic in general. Uh, ooh, Christ. Uh, ah, right, yes. Now I can remember. Okay, so as I mentioned, I. Somehow came into possession of one of the Fleetway comics. I'm not sure how that happened exactly, but I somehow obtained it. Um, it was pretty good. I I quite liked it. It was a for like that was I think that was my first ever comic book as well. So that's interesting. But um, in terms of the games, my very first one was Sonic 3D Flicky's Island. Yeesh! The uh, PC port.
0: Oh my god! No. I liked it. I liked it. Okay.
1: Uh, do I like it now? Fuck no! It's terrible. terrible. It's aged. It's it's, it's, it's,
0: I, it's bad. It really impresses me that they went with 3D is the future of gaming. So let's make an isometric game.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's not good. It's very slippery and it doesn't really work very nicely. Um. But I somehow managed to keep at playing that, and I got pretty far, I think I got like either halfway or near to the end maybe quarter way. who knows at this point. I did have a little red book that I kept like how far I got into the game with. For reference it was the port of Sonic 3D uh, that had the kind of half pipe style bonus stage rather than the bridge style one. Because the bridge style bonus stage A is rubbish and B makes me feel physically
0: ill was the was this a difference between the Mega Drive version and the um, Saturn, versions, Saturn version? I believe it was, yes. Because it would make sense that they'd want to push yeah, th- 3- Um. 3D big half-pipe thing. Yeah, I can't the, remember uh, which the one the is which. I think system.
1: I think it was the Saturn version that had the half-pipe, and then the Mega Drive one had the bridge.
0: I mean, it'd explain why the PC ported have a more impressive one.
1: Yes. Um... But yeah, it's obviously the superior version of the game As superior as it can get Yeah um, uh, A after, game no one likes Yeah. Uh, after that, it was kind of like Not not really anything for a while um, I remember at some point I got a Mega Drive 2 uh, From a car boot Which came with Sonic 1 And Sonic 2, I think um, And I preferred Sonic 2 And I kind of still do now If I'm going to play any Sonic game, it's probably going to be Sonic 2 Um... Yeah, that's about it, really. Um, I've tried a variety of different other Sonic games since, and just eh, it's I, it's it's not a series for me. I prefer it over Mario. If I'm gonna play any of the two big, popular, overrated as fuck platformer ki- character <laughs> games, um, I will. Pref- I prefer Sonic over Mario, but in the end, I couldn't care less, mm-hmm. and I. Rather not play either of them <laughs> There's better games that I would rather play Well uh, In terms of <laughs> My history with the adventures Of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, YouTube poops, that's about it
0: I'm Right, yes, we were talking about adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog weren't Yes, we, we were
1: because um, this game, not this game, this cartoon has uh, deep roots and as one of the classic sources for use in YouTube poop yeah,
0: videos. Yeah, yeah, this, uh, this would be a kind of early viral video.
1: People know just... what YouTube poops are, Mark. Do they? Yes, they do. They don't need explaining.
0: I mostly just avoided them.
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good move because early YouTube poops fucking sucked. It was literally repeating the same joke over and over again in various different permutations. Um, yeah, trying
0: and, all of the various different filters in, uh, yeah, um, in After Effects?
1: No, no, you're thinking far too fancy, my friend. No fucker has After Effects, no. It was either Windows Movie Maker or, if you were really fancy, Sony Vegas. Sony Vegas is what most people do it in now, anyways. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, it's only really started to come into its own little... Special style of comedy and like original stuff recently, I would say. Um, within the last seven years or so, it's like started to kind of break away from just kind of spouting memes every time. Um, and that was some genuinely funny stuff there. Yeah, it's just a problem of the uh name being there still, the label as it were. Yeah, but uh, oh, well.
0: To be honest, I have absolutely loads more history with Sonic, but we'll save that for the other two bloody mm. Sonic cartoons we have. Oh, to cover. yes, we
1: have Sonic Underground. yes, I remember get actually <laughs> I remember having it one of those really crap, two incredible episodes, kind of dVDs um with the deep branding on it of Sonic Underground. Yeesh. um,
0: but that's getting way ahead of us ourselves. yeah,
1: I don't remember I remember what I even thought of it, so this is gonna be interesting when we come to that. um so yeah. What were your uh, thoughts before we started watching it? What 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 were you thinking? What 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 kind of mindset were you were you going into this cartoon? Uh, with?
0: I was expecting um this to be nostalgia shattering mm. because when we have been watching things previously we've either gone in with a sense of nostalgia that gets completely flattened or a sense of other people's nostalgia which gets just
1: Decimated, yeah. Just decimated, yeah, in the most glorious ways. Um, how was it? Yeah, how would you say?
0: Well, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I've got a whole history section I have to read. So you do.
1: Um, I said I was. I, I think I was. I, I was pretty. Uh, I had high hopes for it, to be honest. Because I knew it was actually pretty decent little cartoony cartoon kind of thing. But yes, we are indeed getting ahead of ourselves. This is going to be a very rambly episode, I feel, because we're getting back yes, into it. Yes,
0: we have more. Well, we have more content. Yes, <laughs> we, we have, have more stuff to say, to say about, about this, yeah. Rather than, oh, look, it's a cat, it's obnoxious. Mmm. Two out of ten.
1: Yeah. So, go forth, Marcus, with your history overview.
0: After the success of Sonic 2, Sega felt that with some more promotion they could turn Sonic the Hedgehog into a true household name. Having seen how Nintendo had licensed their properties to Deke, producing such quote-unquote classics as the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and Captain N the Game Master, Sega decided to follow suit and commission the very same studio for their own project. To design how the series would look, Deke recruited Milton Knight, a cartoonist noted for his golden age style, who had recently taken on his first foray into animation as an animator and character designer on Ralph Bakshi's Cool World. Milton Knight is probably the purest artist of that style in the business, said Bakshi in a bulletin board thread in 2004. He has a hard time because studios think he's old fashioned, but that's the point. Whilst the designs of Sonic and Tails remained relatively true to their previous portrayal in the West, the villain, Dr. Robotnik, was heavily redesigned to make him more cartoonish and given a vain ineffectual personality. Cartoonists were encouraged to stretch and bounce the various aspects of his design in order to accentuate his grotesque nature. He and his mix, scratch and grander became just as much of a focus of the show as the title character. However, even with the star power of Jaleel White, best known as Steve Urkel from Family Matters, the initial pilot was turned down by ABC, who requested that the format be retooled into something with more of a plot suited to their Saturday morning children's programming block. Instead of scrapping adventures, Deke continued to work on both shows, selling adventures via syndication through Bobot Entertainment and working directly with ABC on the show that would eventually become Sonic the Hedgehog generally referred to fans as Satam, The show was so quickly and cheaply produced that production was shared between four different studios. Rainbow Animation in China, Hongying Animation in Taiwan, Sairomba Production in South Korea, and Tokyo Movie Shinja in Japan. A single series of 65 episodes were made, enough to keep the show in syndication whilst resources went into the second series of Satam. So Avery... What did you make of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog? It was pretty good. Yeah. There we go. There we we go. All sorted. Sorted. No, it's an interesting one, this one, because...
1: um, I mean, it's got an interesting backstory, but then the actual cartoon itself is... Like, the the, the influence that... um, What's his name here? That Milton Knight kind of like he he definitely had some degree of influence in how the entire thing moved because as mentioned it is it's very much like an old golden age style cartoon it's really bouncy and just kind of made out of rubber
0: Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, if this was given a little more care and attention to the actual animation, it would very much look golden age mm. with its um, everything moves, especially if we're looking at the character model of Robotnik.
1: Yeah, Robotnik. Oh my God. Just like in any episode, just pick any random episodes of the show and anytime Robotnik comes on, just fixate your gaze on his face because his the way his face is animated is the most fascinating thing just the, the ridiculously full of expressions like it's just mind-blowing how much attention to detail is in those expressions that robotnik has
0: i mean it was a very i mean it's interesting cuz a lot of what we said about heathcliff and the Cadillac cats yeah. that we took as negatives we could say about adventures of sonic the hedgehog and look at as positives yeah and I think that that comes down to two things. One, the timing's far better. Yeah. Whilst uh, it could do with some better written jokes, the, the, I mean, the scripts are particularly weak.
1: Yeah, the the, the writing isn't the best, the, but I mean, it's meant to be this kind of old-style cartoony cartoon that ha- doesn't really have an overarching plot to it. yeah. I mean, yeah. there is an overarching plot, it's just very subtle and in the background. Mainly... Occurring through the uh, kind of minor characters that pop back up every so often.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's obvious that the cartoonists had a lot more say over what went Mm. in this one. I mean, I've listened to an interview with um, Milton, was it? Yeah, Milton Knight. Milton uh, With Milton Knight, and he basically said that they could ignore what was going on in the scripts and improvise what they thought things should be looking like so because it's so animator centric when it tries to do the Tex Avery Chuck, Chuck Jones style stuff it's not obviously it's not perfect it's not hitting the quality of of the, uh, the Looney Tunes classics because I mean let's face it those things are a master class yeah but it's better than when you try and write it
1: Hmm. I mean, they did a decent enough job. They emulated the style pretty well, I think.
0: But um, the other thing that really drives this to being so, so much better than Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats is the fact that so much focus is put on the villain.
1: Yeah, for sure. The the villains here are some of the more interesting and, to be quite honest, lovable uh, Mm. villains that I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Sonic the Hedgehog, as... Placed in this show is a more obnoxious Bugs Bunny.
1: Yeah. Um, as you might have heard in the intro, from what Mark said, the we're waiting thing is a, uh, a catchphrase. Yeah, it's a catchphrase that's repeated almost every episode.
0: There's there's uh, there's a couple of catchphrases.
1: It's. The the we're waiting one is by far the most irritating one. I don't know,
0: the way he says chili dogs is Chili dogs is also annoying.
1: Yeah, I suppose so, but I mean, like, we're waiting and then obviously putting the same kind of cadence on other phrases and words is just, like, the worst thing. It just... Fucking, this, I hate uh, using the word, but like it literally makes me cringe really hard every time I hear it, and I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I,
0: it doesn't help that uh, I almost called him, called him Steve Urkel there. Hmm. What's his name again?
1: Jaleel White.
0: Jaleel White. It, it uh, doesn't help that Steve Urkel isn't a very good voice actor.
1: No, he's not.
0: It's... he's... Actually, to be honest, he could very well be brilliant voice actor, but he wasn't in any of the same voice acting sessions as anyone else on the show.
1: Yeah, and this is primarily down to the fact that literally every voice actor apart from Jaleel White was in Canada.
0: Well, also to be honest, from what I've heard about Jaleel White, uh, he considered himself massively Mm. over-important. The whole um, Steve Urkel thing went to his head. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, they pair him up with a literal eight-year-old.
1: Uh, ten.
0: Literal ten-year-old, sorry. Why exactly you'd have a ten-year-old voice actor, I'm not sure.
1: Uh, Because Tails is pretty much the youngest character on the show. Yes, but... So having a young voice actor for the young character makes... Logical sense.
0: Well, yes. And but also cheaper. Most shows... Also cheaper. Well, no, because child stars are expensive.
1: <laughs> oh, fair enough. And Charlie.
0: this kid was a child star at the time.
1: <laughs> at the time. Well, no, he did... Uh, he did Tales and then...
0: A couple of a shows. A couple of other things and, and then disappeared
1: ads. off the face of the planet.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So not really a star in the strictest sense. Well, no, sense. but I mean,
0: he he was... A child actor of that era in Canada. Mm. I suspect the the addition of in Canada probably changes the aspect of it mainly. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It would have been so much better to get a professional voice actor who was competent.
1: Probably, yeah. Most likely, I don't know. I think the kid did an all right job. It's just so stilted. It's a kid. Fine. Okay. Playing a kid.
0: Yeah, but it's just so not naturalistic and so. It's flat. a kid. And.
1: Kids time to talk like that.
0: Oh, yeah. why? Why? It's a kid. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Robotnik is pretty much the star of the show yeah. here. Despite the title being Adventures of Sonic, this is. Almost entirely about Robotnik trying to catch Sonic, rather than Sonic going about Mobius or what have you.
0: Well, it's like with um, Roadrunner cartoons. Mm. The star of Roadrunner cartoons isn't the Roadrunner; it's Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, it's um, it's far more fun seeing the terrible, ineffectual, actively unlikable villain fail.
1: Wiley Coyote isn't unlikable.
0: That's true. Um
1: Wiley Coyote is pretty likable, he's a silly guy.
0: Well to be honest, Robotnik is in many ways very likable. But only in so far as he is unlikable in so many other ways. Yeah. He's a just fun villain. Yeah,
1: pretty much, and I'd say half of that is down to the way he's animated. Yeah, um, and well, and acted. The, yeah, and also acted by the magnificent Long John Baldry.
0: Yeah, yeah, the the British crooner.
1: Yeah, who uh, puts on this amazing big voice that really makes me... It it's kind of evokes visions of like an early Brian Blessed, personally.
0: Ooh, no, no, no. Far too muted for Brian Blessed. Mm. But, I mean, specifically... I think... Per, she, he is so very, um... He is acting it muted. Yeah, yeah. He is acting like a ball of rage that is, for most of the time, going, hmm, well, well... And then is bursting out with a, I hate that hedgehog! With just all... I mean, even me just saying that to most of my body do.
1: Yeah, you you, you really have to act with your body to to speak like Robotnik was in this show. It's
0: obvious that the guy is having such a great amount of fun voicing this character. It's
1: so obvious. He is loving every bit of it.
0: And just one of the best cartoon villains of my childhood, ultimately.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, And then also we've got Robotnik's lackeys, Scratch and Grounder.
0: Yes. Yes. The
1: two Badniks.
0: Yes. The those two guys of uh... the.
1: These two are fucking dorks. Yeah. <laughs> they're just constantly fighting over each other over like who Robotnik loves the most. Yes. Um. And as such, their plans usually fail because they're constantly fighting over who they think Robotnik loves the most, and the answer to that question usually being themselves. Um, himself. Well, whatever. Themselves, because it's two of them. There's one asks the other, "Oh no, Robotnik loves me the most." And then, then it's just kind of the "no me, no me, no me, no me" kind of. Yeah, but he argument. loves himself. Well, yes, obviously, it's Robotnik. Not for themselves. Whatever. Fuck it. Oh, uh, where them. are we? And um, oh, sorry. Loss of direction. Um, oh, welcome to Teekicks. This is the <laughs> cartoon show about the cartoons, cartoons, cartoons.
0: Cut this bit. Um, Scratch is kind of a
1: chicken thing. Chick- he is a chicken he's a chicken a bipedal chicken robot friend. Yeah.
0: very tall ridiculously very tall
1: lanky like has telescopic legs and a uh, neck um they 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 the token kind of stupid characters yes but they're done it in such a way that they 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 think things over i guess in a sense then well they have patter yeah they Every- they have, Good banter between the two of them. It's
0: yeah, it's about
1: because they have the rivalry of who Robotnik loves the most.
0: It's about the creating the argument between the two characters and mm. then that distracting them enough to completely scupper their plans.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Grounder is this.
0: Well, Grounders are Grounder. Grounders right, yeah. were actual Badniks from Sonic Two, I think. Might have been one.
1: Hmm. I don't remember. I
0: can't remember if it's. Um...
1: I do remember that ground that scratch was actually based off another enemy, but is so far from the original yeah. design that he's more of just a. Well, there were new character. chicken
0: gunners in air battery. I think mm, something probably like that. that.
1: Testing our sonic memory here.
0: <laughs> Not that that mm, there's that much in this cartoon that fits in with Sonic, as seen in the games
1: no, not at all. um we don't kind of see any kind of areas which fit these zones as such um they're mostly just barren areas with abstract lines and yes very ab- lots of abstract mild mountains going on
0: very um weird <laughs> almost fractal some of the the background
1: yeah they they're they're very strange strange imagery going on here um
0: it's it's like someone took the texture of a 60s cosmic marvel book Mm. kirby crackle and all and then pasted that um in weirder colors across a really sketchily drawn 90s cartoon yeah But because it's all moving so fast and it's all fluid, even though it's so really, really cheaply produced, uh, it it still looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, the saving piece in this entire thing is literally the animation.
0: I mean, yeah, it gets away with a lot.
1: If the animation wasn't as good as it was, despite it being so cheap, then it would not hold up.
0: It gets away with a lot because it never you never are looking at a single thing for too long. No. I mean, to go back to Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats, there were jokes on there that ran so long that you were just looking at them and saying, there's an animation mistake, there's an animation mistake. (laughs) Yeah. And that it didn't work. Whereas this is very fast-paced, lots of very expressive animation.
1: Yeah, as, as I say, especially on Robotnik's face, like... There's there's some really great moments where like Robotnik will be pulling a certain face and then a couple of frames later on he's just pulling a new one and it just kinda of snaps into it, but it just looks so smooth and it's really good. I
0: mean, there are some there are some bits of the design documents knocking around on the internet mm. and there's some great things about you always accentuate and enlarge the a part of Robotnik's face to uh, to just Push the um the expression further. Yeah, and when you're making him angry, you make his head huge. <laughs> when he's happy, head goes tiny. You accentuate the body. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so well thought out and so um.
1: It just fits perfectly with Lon Baudry's voice yeah. acting as well. Yeah, it's the just, two
0: just side by side,
1: they just sync up together fit. really beautifully. Um, Which
0: is. Far better than you'd expect yeah I mean we this is possibly the cheapest deep cartoon team we've come across
1: and yet it's one of the and best yeah it's one of the best <laughs> it really is one of the best um and like you you can be assured this isn't nostalgia talking because like well a we try to like view things without the very tinted glasses to begin with, otherwise what would be the point of this show um and the other thing is I never actually watched this like sat down properly and watched the actual thing. Itself as a kid, all I kind of Was subjected to was the select few clips That were repeatedly used in uh, YouTube poops as it were
0: And I actively tried to hate it because <laughs> Yeah this Because it's it's trash But yeah. it's really good trash it's, it's Fantastic really trash Well uh, designed trash I really like it, yeah The um, most horrific garbled colours
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: um, um, It's I mean it's very Ren and Stimpy-esque
1: in, in a few ways, yeah. It's not as... It's not heavy it's on the gross stuff. It's Ren for kids. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kid-friendly Ren and Stimpy, because let's face it, Ren and Stimpy was never meant for kids. No. Despite it being shown on a kids' cartoon channel, it was not for no. kids. There's a reason why it was cancelled and banned and stuff like that. Well, it wasn't banned, but select episodes were. Yeah. Man's best friend and that.
0: I don't know that much about Ren and Stimpy.
1: I've looked into it a fair bit, but I haven't properly sat down with it yet. I remember reading one of the comic books, though. It was pretty good. I remember
0: good. a lot of it being extremely pure Isle.
1: Yes, it was a very pure Isle. Pure is probably the best it, Yes, very much so. Um, I'd say a lot of SpongeBob got a lot, some Ren and Stimpy influence as well. There's, yeah, d- there's definitely yeah. a lot of SpongeBob moments which are Ren and Stimpy-esque.
0: And um, here's just dredging up random cartoons: Angry Beavers. Oh, Angry I Beavers fucking loved
1: st- Angry Beavers. That was a fantastic show. That wasn't bad, was it? No, that was a great show.
0: That, I mean, oh. that's another one that kind of takes the Ren and Stimpy mold and then makes it a lot more child friendly. Yeah,
1: it? but it does it in a way that it's still. I mean, it's still very enjoyable, very
0: self aware, and still very um, very much the same sort of thing. But it's yeah. And it's like
1: it's slightly different personalities than Ren and Stimpy. Oh yeah, yeah. Ren is still the,
0: you've got the the, the yeah. relaxed I d- I big do, idiot. And yeah, the small, I do like how hyperactive, angry one.
1: Well, the 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 cool smooth one wasn't the idiot. It was the small hyperactive one that was the idiot. And oh yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? I'm trying to remember what the name. I think one of them was called Dag or something like that. I think I think <laughs> they were literally called Dag and Nabbit actually. Quite possibly. I'm pretty sure it was Dag and Nabbit. Dag was the Oh, he was the kind of cream-coloured-ish one, and then Nabbit was brown-coloured. Purple nose and red nose. I'm remembering a lot about Angry Revers. I liked that show a lot as a kid. I remember Doug was like, he was like, smooth, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Giving finger guns to the ladies type guy, and then Nabbit was the, hey, stop it. (laughs) The the kind of straight-talking, but not entirely all there character as well. Yeah, yeah. That was a good show. Yeah. Uh, this is just getting back into the the concept of just doing, like, Cartoon Network type <laughs> stuff again. Yeah, let's Even get... though that wasn't Cartoon Network, that wasn't, um...
0: Was what? that Nick? I don't think... Was it Nick? I think that might have been Nick. Oh, well, man, huh? who knows?
1: Nick, 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 Nick Nickelodeon. Anyway. <laughs> 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 i, I uh, Yeah. Um... We're massively up
0: topic, absolutely,
1: but I mean, this is just more reminiscing about other cartoons that are fantastic as well. Um, we, I think we've got that's that's all there is to be said about it. Um, is would you think we were missing something there?
0: Ah, uh, I'm sure, uh, anything worth really talking about? The music's not great, the
1: music is. No, it's not great, but I mean, it, you don't really notice it half the time. It's just kind of in the background as something I think to the, kind of...
0: It's the weakest point. I think this this would have been something genuinely, not merely just special, but good mm. if it had dedicated music like the old Looney Tunes cartoons had. Yeah. Because this obviously had a handful of things um, uh, composed beforehand. Some of it's a bit of the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 theme song... The rest is just, in the
1: Hall of the Mountain King. Yeah, mostly
0: in the Hall of the Mountain King. For some reason, why does that keep coming up? I don't know. It's not even the same composer as um, Gadget.
1: No, it's <laughs> strange. It's strange.
0: Um, but yeah, but because it's it just seems a bit so slapdash, and because it doesn't quite, it doesn't accentuate moments. Yeah, and I think had they. Had they put in the money that they were originally going to put into this show before they split it off into two shows, it would have been something great. Yeah, probably. Or could have been something great.
1: Well, I mean, it is something great. It's yeah, just yeah, not yeah. as great as it could have been. Yeah. Had it not lost all the money. <laughs> um,
0: Had it not been a quick cash grab for Andy Hayward to make a big more... Uh, hey, as far as cash goes, this one. is pretty great. Speaking of how great
1: this is, where do we rank this?
0: It's got to be pretty high, hasn't it?
1: I think it has. Um, I was thinking around the number two spot, personally, because, like, as good as this was, I don't think it was as enjoyable as Where's Wally was. Where's Wally was very intricately made, and...
0: Well, Where's Wally's got the writing.
1: Yeah, it's got the writing aspect, it's got the voice acting aspect, it's got the just the general humour. I laughed far more often with Where's Wally than I did with adventures, well, but at again, the same time I still really enjoyed that's adventures. That's so
0: much down to the writing. With mm. Where's Wally, the writing was Impeccable. Every, every, <laughs> every other sentence throw in a pun. Yeah, It was so tightly written that when the joke didn't work, it was immediately followed up with one that did.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you also had Jim Cummings in the background going Wally, what Charles, can
0: you find me? I've been hiding in the brush.
1: Yeah, stuff like that. Just
0: um, it's so wonderfully over the top for what is quite a muted series. Yeah, considering there's so little peril through it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say number two because it's it's really good, but it's
0: not as good as Where's Wally. So yes, going in at number two. Yeah, uh, above Ulysses, below uh, Where's Wally, and definitely, definitely, definitely better than the. Super Mario Super Show. Which is in which the last Which is still place. in last place.
1: There is mean, we have found nothing worse than Super Mario Brothers Super so Show. So that
0: definitively proves it. Sonic is better than Mario. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliance, Brilliant.
0: Um so well I think that's it for this week. Um you can find us at mostlykobolds.com and at mostly Cobolds on Twitter. Next week, we'll be the happiest geeks in Decalot.